Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good gig. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, I am, once again, bringing on another new guest co-host. Before we get started, I just want to remind the, the loyal listeners to thank you again for obviously subscribing, for going on almost three years of podcasting for Live the Fuel. For the newer listeners, please subscribe. That's all I got to say. I don't advertise. I don't uh, bring on people to interrupt the show. This will be completely unscripted as always, unedited, and we're going to be keeping it real. So let me give you the skinny on our latest guest co-host. So this gentleman has a bit of an obsession, from what I can tell, about rejection. So I can't wait to dig into it deeper. Uh, but the founder of adventuresinrejection.com, just to throw the domain out there right away, uh, he came to me thanks to a little connection through Andrea or Andrea Waltz. Uh, she was recently on the show. And uh, the whole go for no concept and uh, just give me a little more background the guy. You know, he, he, lis- he listened to a couple of our podcasts as well. Heard about me chatting about the carnivore diet, so he's not a stranger to that. Whether you want to talk about keto or paleo or carnivore. Listen, people, we talk about health, business, and lifestyle on the show. Just choose the healthy path. Stop eating the manufactured crap. I'm sure he and I will get into that a little bit more. Uh, but he did it back in January of this year, 2019. Lost 12 pounds. Uh, but I, I can't wait to geek out a little bit about this whole bad versus a good cholesterol. Uh, there's points, tracking, everything else. Uh, but without further ado, Leo Quinn, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, Scott. Disappointed to be here. Yeah. I was hoping to get a no, but <laughs> I got a yes. Well, hey, uh, actually, it was it was a delayed yes, so that kind of falls under your rejection goals, right? Right. Because I'm in the maybe category for a little while. Yeah, yes. my, my team had reached out to me because I, I have a team now. Uh, you know, there's a, I have VAs. I don't want employees. I'm too busy for that, so I just hire VAs. It's more flexible. Perfect. But right. the uh, especially if they suck, I can just move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, yeah, they're like, oh, that's, we we uh, I had been so unplugged and plugged back in. I mean, I got married this year. I was traveling in Canada for two weeks. I was. It's been crazy. So when you reached out, I mean, I usually try and definitely jump on ones that are referred from past co-hosts too. So okay. I was really surprised. I was like, how did we miss that? So we, I think I messaged you directly, or I had them jump back to you right away and say, hey, get booked. Yep. So, uh, but adventures in rejection why? Yes, sir. Why? Well, well, why and well, when, actually? When did you decide, when were you inspired to fire this puppy up? May 23rd this year. Oh, this is I fresh. Was, Ooh. Yes, fresh. Right. And I was looking through old tweets that I had liked. And I saw one from Andrea Walsh, the co-author of Go For No, and it was, I can achieve every goal and reach every dream by simply hearing no more often. Mm-hmm. And I had been looking for a summer project. And even, I bought that book 11 years ago. Wow. And I love, I love the book. I recommend it all the time. I've recommended it multiple times a year for 11 years. I've just never bitten the bullet, developed the courage to get my own nose. So mm. I decided that I was going to do that this summer. I call it my summer of a thousand nose. Um, you know, coming up with the number, I figured a hundred was too easy. One a day was too easy, but a, a thousand made me nervous. So on May 23rd, I decided I was going to do the summer of a thousand nose. Well, as a marketing professional and a sales professional, I get it because that's one of the secrets to success in building a sales career is getting through as many no's as possible. I mean, if you're if you're a younger, up and coming, like we we try and influence the millennial and what, what's the next generation um, Z or I don't know, I yeah, lose track. I, I All these that. new gens. Yes. No, uh, listen, listen in, uh, listeners. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. That I'll save Leho the, the the bad press. Everybody's turning a bunch of pussies. I'm just going to throw it right out there, okay? People need to toughen up, get a thicker skin, and learn to get uh, embrace rejection. Now, the harshness aside, let's soften it a little bit because apparently people need that. Where That's am I right. going with that, Leo? Okay, where, where am I going with that? Where are you going with? With the whole thickening of the skin. Like, why, why do people think that all these younger generations are a little softer? Which I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that they are. I'm actually saying that there's some really motivated people out there, but I think a lot of people more and more nowadays are afraid of rejection. Absolutely. We're just concerned with what people think of us. Ah, there it is. We care too much about what other people think. But why, why, Leo? I have no idea. That's above my pay grade. (laughs) I just know that's, that's, uh, you know, everybody likes to be liked Mm -hmm. uh, in this day of social media where you can be anonymous and say horrible things about people. 
uh, it's I guess people don't want to face that. But that's a of. choice, isn't it? It is. Everything's a choice. Yeah. Like I choose to not bash and thrash people on social media. There's mm-hmm. enough people doing that, as you just kind of hinted at. I prefer to push motivational, inspirational content. I've talked about it on past shows. That's what got me to create Live the Fuel. It stood for Live the Fired Up Epic Life. My first launch wasn't even a website. I launched a Facebook page and started pushing motivational quotes, inspirational content. And mm-hmm. that's how it really kind of got me at least thinking about where I wanted to take this new brand. And that was, God, that was 2014. So. Okay. <laughs> Five years ago. Yeah. Podcast, well, podcast wasn't even an idea yet. So Right, right. <laughs> but see, again, we do have a choice, don't we? We do. Absolutely. And I chose for 11 years to recommend the book and, and extol the virtues of the book, but I never chose to actually do what it suggests. So hands down, go for no. Would you really kind of relate this as like the platform? Like this was like the core of what kind of got you going and really, Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of other great books out there. Let's be real. I mean, there, yes. there is. Yeah. Uh, but I like the fact that you chose a single we'll call it platform, uh, to really yeah. get started on because let, let's be real. There's a lot of influencers out there. There's a lot of authors. There's a lot of content. And I think we're all triggered by a lot of them, but it, clearly this one spoke to you more than anything else. And I'll tell you why. There's a story in the book about an insurance company that hired a consultant to tell them why they weren't selling enough insurance. Okay. And I'm not sure if this is a true story or part of the fable of the book, but the story was the consultant said, you're just not talking to enough people. He loaded a bunch of insurance agents up on a bus, took them to a neighborhood where they didn't know anybody, told them on the bus, you're to go to every door, knock on the door. And when someone comes to the door, you're to say, you don't want to buy any life insurance, do you? And that was their instruction. And they went from one or two sales a month to one or two a day, just by talking to enough people, by saying less to more people, hmm. as a guy named Ray Higdon would say. So that, that made me laugh. That story made me laugh. And I'm, you know, at heart, if you say that's a great idea and laugh at my jokes. I'm going to be your best friend. So doing something like that made me laugh. And that's what really made me like that book even more. Just the thought that I could say something like that to make people laugh as they were rejecting me. I do like the story. Um, now only because I'm further down the timeline and I've now trained and coach a lot of other sales professionals on this type of stuff. There's that made sense. I got you 110% hands down. If you want to soften the approach and make it easier to collect the nose to get faster to the yeses, Great way to do it. You come in on the, that's a softball. All right. You're just tossing a softball in. You're not coming in full court press. The issue I have with that is that in the big picture scheme of things, and and now that you've gone further on your timeline, your goal of a thousand no's, uh, (laughs) there's a psychological impression when you come across other people. There's a confidence that you exude that attracts people to you. And that comes through the rejection process. Uh, Mm -hmm. But hands down, if you come in and say, well, you don't want to buy some life insurance, do you? Like, I've already lost confidence in who the hell you are. But uh-huh. granted, I like where they went with that on that story because if you if I'm dealing with a rookie, okay, mm-hmm. they I, I gotta I gotta at least let them start a little soft because they haven't built up that thick skin. Full circle back to my point. The skin's not even been, you know, beat up a little bit. It hasn't gotten toughened up, hasn't gotten calloused, you know. Right, right. I mean, let, let's talk about some of your calluses. So you're at are you over five thirty six yet on the nose? Uh, five thirty nine actually. Boom. Yes. Boom. Got a three, three extra ones today. Yeah. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording this. I, I mean, this will come, this will go out in the next couple of weeks. So, he'll, you'll be airing probably in August. So, we're recording this towards the end of July. So, you're already because when you actually applied to come on the show, I think it was five thirty six. You were on on the way to five thirty six. So, no, that was my that was the day today. I was at three three. Uh, 20 something when I first reached out to you. So oh, I'm wow. Oh, that was the first reached out to me. Okay. Yes. But when yes. you finally scheduled, I think you were at five, yes. number 536, according to your notes here. So, well, well I knew I was looking ahead because I have it on my calendar what number I should be on each day. Look so at I you, knew I'd man. Be recording it on Monday. So I knew I'd be at 536. Lock and loading it on the calendar as well. All right. Yeah. A little bit of a. <laughs> A, a little, a little OCD. I like that. You know, let's dial it in. <laughs> I just want to know how I, I had to starting when I did, I had to average 12 a day to get to a thousand by the end of August. Wow. So yeah. let, let, you know, people hearing this, I mean, what are some examples? How are you going about it? Besides just reaching out to crazy podcasters like myself? Like, I mean, how are you, what are some of the examples of how you're trying to get these different kinds of no's? Well, the first one I got, the first ever was I have a dent in the back of my car and I called an auto body shop or I sent the pictures to the auto body shop I've used before. And he called me and said, it's going to be 2000 to 2500 And before he called, I checked to see his web presence and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't own the domain name that is his company name. He doesn't Oof. have any 
social media presence at all. Hmm. So I asked him if he'd be interested in trading. I'd set all that up for him and run it for him for six months in exchange for fixing my bumper. Oh. And he said, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm, I want to, I want to sell the business. that's not profitable anymore. So that was my first yeah, no. Who's going to buy a not profitable business that doesn't even control their brand online? Right. <laughs> so that was my first no. And that was an easy no. I, I sort of knew the guy. Um, after that, uh, I approach, I've got a, a marketing company as well. I can do a lot for companies, but I decided I wanted something quick and easy with a ton of prospects because I knew that I would have to make a lot of phone calls to talk to the right person. Okay. I've, I've done enough prospecting in my life to know that the business owner is behind a gate and it's hard to get to them. So I chose pizza shops at the start and offering text message marketing because it's really, it really helps. It can really help a pizza shop. Okay. So that's what I started. And I've done, you know, I've gotten hundreds of, you know, two or 300 no's just from pizza shops. And it's been a very relatively pleasant experience. I've had one F-bomb dropped on me. Wow. Uh, only one? Of, only one. Only one. <laughs> lots of uh, hangups. Lots of no thank yous. Not interested. Most people are very polite and nice. I've had um, one poor lady. It was an older lady. I could tell. Uh, I called. There was no, someone picked up. There was no noise. I said, hello. And she said, leave me alone. All I said to her was hello. Uh, so she, she had either, obviously he, she had gotten were you calling from a local number phone number or were you long distance or something It still seemed to be online. Cause I did, went right online to see if the uh, pizza shop was still in business and it seemed to be, and hmm. I didn't dial the number. I checked the number. I dialed it correctly, but this poor lady was having a horrible day. Clearly. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but, uh, other than that, it's been a relatively easy and, uh, fun experience. I know now that it takes me an hour, an hour and a half to get my 12 no's a day calling the, the retail niche like that. Hmm. Um, but you know, it hasn't been nearly as, uh, as scary as I thought it would be. So because of your consult, so if you have your own consultancy, right? You do your own independent yes. marketing, yeah. um, mostly marketing or agency or sales sales as well. Uh, no, just marketing. Just marketing. Okay. And you've done that what since the nineties? I, I started a carpet cleaning business with my, uh, with my finance degree from college. Okay. And studied marketing since then and have a lot of, got a lot of great ideas, but I don't want to own a pizza shop. I don't want to own a restaurant. I have a lot of great ideas to help them, but I just don't want to own them. No, I, I'm, I'm not a brick and mortar business fan. I'm very digital. So my, right. my, my wife owns a brick and mortar. Well, she doesn't really need the brick and mortar business. She's a veterinary practice, but, well, uh, right. but she's, uh, they're completely mobile ambulatory. So really okay. they just have the office to keep yep. the drug enforcement agency happy because they got to keep their veterinary drugs under lock and key. Okay. Uh, but they're like completely mobile. All three doctors, just, they go out to the horse farms and do their thing. Nice. So I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, from, well, she got, she got educated up. You're from Albany, New York area, right? Yes. Near Saratoga. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm up there. I'm up there like every three months. Are you? Oh yeah. yeah my, my, one of my biggest clients is in the HVAC industry and uh, yeah. I help her grow a lot of her uh, business growth across all of upstate New York. And okay. I love visiting Saratoga. It's beautiful. Uh, expensive this time of year it's horse racing season oh no i don't go there then <laughs> and if i do i stay outside the area because the hotel costs are just ridiculous oh that's right that's right yeah horse racing market is um alive and well up there let me tell you so it is knock on wood yeah but yeah i was gonna say because I, I profiled you uh through linkedin that's how i got to dig in more about you and that's Not my little hack for people like hey guys <laughs> like you have to exist if you want to exist go on linkedin that site is so seo rich for keywords you can find anybody and everything on there so, right, right. I don't know if you've ever done that for your nose. So I haven't. I, we should try that. You exist. So, yes. uh, but so uh, yeah, that's how I knew you. You at least had your own business since uh, since well, God, for well twenty plus years, right? So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Siena College. Where's, that's it. Where is that? In Albany, right outside Albany, Loudonville, New York. We uh, oh. we have a good, we have a good basketball team every four or five years. Make it to the tournament. Sometimes win a game or two. So you know, it's a, let, let me ask you. You did a BS in finance. That's right. Was that torturous? No. Uh, the, the hard part was the accounting. The accounting three and four was tough. I got a, a 20 on my awful? first accounting three test. Isn't that god awful? Like, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I, 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 I did business. I, I, I did a BS as well, but I ended up finishing in marketing. But I, took, I had to take account, advanced accounting courses. And I have so much respect for my accountant and bookkeepers yeah. who, for some reason, enjoy staring at computer screens and exactly. looking at printouts and spreadsheets. I'm like... I, dude, this is why I outsource to you professionals. Those tests and programs were awful. <laughs> yes, they were. They were. And so, I, so. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a marketing major because it seemed like they were always doing projects. They always had these huge projects they were doing outside of class. So, uh, I, but I then you got into marketing finance now, but 
Hmm? But then you got into marketing. Yes, exactly. Because uh, Jay Abraham, you know Jay Abraham? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in 1989, he was taking out 16-page ads in Entrepreneur Magazine. And I just devoured those things. Wow. Because yeah, he was what selling would that his would cost nowadays? He, he, he was advertising his $15,000 Jay, uh, a protege program. So you could go to a seminar and be like him and be a little uh, marketing consultant. I paid him $2,000 that I didn't have as a college senior, put it on a credit card, and I got 20 or 30 pounds worth of books in wow. the mail that I still have. Jay so, Abraham, isn't his nickname like the billion dollar, billion dollar man, right? Something like that. Yeah, you certainly- That's one of his nicknames. People. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Actually, hold on. I'm Googling it right now. Let's do some okay. screen sharing, ladies and gentlemen, because this goes on YouTube. We haven't even shown off uh, your landing page for now, but hey, right? Jay Abraham, here's entrepreneur.com. And uh, yeah, right there, they have in quotes, the billion dollar man being a true entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of his nicknames. And since I'm already screen sharing, I'll make sure we tag him in, in the uh, show notes. Uh, get, try, try and see if we could drive some name association between your brand and his brand. Who knows? Right. We, get you, we get you a few more clicks. There Boy, you go, people. He's got uh -oh. a landing page up, Adventures in Rejection. Here's a sales and marketing one-on-one, people. Uh -oh. if, you have a, if you have a domain and you have a brand you want to launch, buy the freaking domain, domain and put something up or launch the Facebook page and just direct the URL there. I don't care. Just exist. Like this, that's my key word I'm pushing for the past couple of years. I don't know if you want to agree or disagree, Leo, but it's like, if you believe in something, you think it's going to go somewhere, buy the domain. And then when you get a chance, just get it up, like have it connect somewhere. Cause you never know who's going to find it, click it. But if you have, if it doesn't go anywhere, why did you even bother? <laughs> right. I got it. Well, now that you say that I have to put a, I have lots of domain names that I don't have anything on, but I'll put some, uh, something on some. Of them. Hey, you know what? So like, for example, I, I own scottmulvaney.com. I, I am, I, Finishing editing my first book now, I will probably finally put up a you know an author's site eventually because I've already been published like six times in a magazine, uh, a networking magazine here in Pennsylvania as well. But so I'll probably like build a brand. I tell people all the time like you either have your brand, or you have your name as your brand, right? Mm -hmm. So clearly you've been rocking Leo Quinn for a long time. So clearly, right. hopefully you own your name, or if there's a middle initial mixed yes. in there or whatever. No, I do. But yes, I tell yeah. people if you're not ready to launch a separate site, just point all the domains at your core brand. So if they ever use any of those domains, they at least know that that's all you. <laughs> right, right. So it's Scott Mulvaney goes there. So Yeah, there's a corporate CEO in uh, the UK somewhere that I sometimes get confused for on Twitter. Uh, he's probably mad that I got to Leo Quinn before he did. But if he's listening, I'd be willing to sell it uh, for the right offer. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, there's a, there's, I think there's a politician now named Scott Mulvaney. So, oh, there you uh, go. But I've made sure years ago that I started differentiating myself with the W. Um, oh, okay. and, and I've been around long enough that I actually outrank all other Scott Mulvaney's. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my hack. When LinkedIn was founded, I put a profile up. Did you? And that's back in probably, oh, it was, it was early two thousands. So it was after you started your company, LinkedIn kind yeah, of really yeah. kicked into gear. So right, right. that's why I tell people like, man, the keyword richness of that site is phenomenal. So, yeah. but anyway, so back to adventures in the rejection. So clearly you're having fun doing this. Why else would you I use am. the word adventure? I mean, I'm all about yeah. living adventure. Mm -hmm. So right. what would you say is one of the most fun rejections that you've had or most adventurous, most adventurous? No, I'll tell you, it happened last week. I have a pretty good lip on the, my drive uh, the uh, into my garage. Okay. And so the blacktop is settled after many years and I, I want to get it fixed. So I was driving by some people, some guys who are putting in a new... Um, parking lot over at an apartment complex. And I thought to myself as I was driving by, I wish they'd give me a bucket of that stuff so I could just fix the lip in my garage. Hmm. I said, wait a minute, that's a perfect opportunity to get a no. So oh, I turned there. the car around and I went up, I, I parked the car, I walked over to the, there's a guy rolling up on a steamroller. I said, is there any, I had 10 bucks on me. I said, if I gave you $10, would you put, fill up half my bucket? He goes, let me check with my nephew. So he rolls his steamroller away. I'm, I'm standing out there in the middle of the street for uh, t five minutes while he comes back. He says, just buy the guy some beer. <laughs> I said, uh, I said uh, well, uh, what kind? He goes, uh, a 36 pack of Miller Lite and a 36 pack of Coors Light. Well, that's more than 10 yeah. bucks. 72 beers for five guys. Uh, I think he wanted me to do the, uh, was wanted me to buy the beer for the company picnic. Clearly. So I, uh, I turned down his counter offer. I was in a hurry. I really didn't have time to make a beer run. I was hoping yeah. just to get a bucket of the stuff and go. Uh, so I turned down his uh, counter offer and counted that as a no. So that was probably my most fun no so far. Hmm. 
Well, I, I like that because actually there's a, a private alley behind my property here. I have a huge garage and I rent out space for people who have really nice cars because I have a very big garage. And the, the township is technically responsible for these roadways, even if the, even the old private alleys. Okay. Um, and they just, even though our taxes are through the roof, they have never touched this alley in probably 30, 40 years. Wow. So I am going to fix it because it, I, I don't like having potholes and it's pouring down rain this week and I just have mud pole. It's like, it's got awful. So I just had a guy completely re-excavate our property. I'm just going to come back. And anyway, I say, you know, I don't mind spending. The guy quoted me like 750 bucks. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, not a big deal. And I said, well, listen, this is the material I want to use. I know you do it your way, but I know this stuff is cheaper. What is your thought? I wasn't really trying to go for the no. I just want to get his feedback. He's like, well, no, I, he said, let me do one better. He said, I'm going to say no to that. I'm like, okay. He's like, but I could tell you're a guy who cares a lot about quality. I'm like, okay, yeah, you could be trying to upsell me. I don't know. He's like, but actually I know guys, I used to work for a huge excavating company. And he's like, if you're not against it, let me just, if you don't, if is your timeline tight? And I said, no, I'm, yeah, I mean, take, take all the time you need. As long as it's done before the winter, I'm cool. I've, I've had it, you know, for years. What do I care? So he comes back and says, and this is why maybe sometimes you got to shoot, shoot around for the nose and let people kind of take their time because he comes back. He's like, actually, I know a guy who works for the state. So every time they go through and they grind up a road, they mm-hmm. recycle the ground up asphalt. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and they put brand new asphalt down, but then they take the old stuff away. Well, he's like, I can get that stuff for free. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I might be able to get enough to literally redo the entire alley. And this is, wow. I'm the fifth property up on the alley. So I was like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that in the next couple of months, you're going to roll in with a triaxle wagon, like huge, like loads of ground up old asphalt and pack it all down and bulletproof this sucker more than even I wanted it. He's like, yeah, I was like, sold, take all the time, take all the time you need. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So kind of where I'm going with this is that I wanted to use like recycled concrete stone, whatever. Anyway, it's not about the material. I'm trying to tie this back to who you are and what you're doing, because I actually was just testing him to see if he'd come back and one-up me or whatever, because I know what you're talking about. Like I've dealt with a lot of rejection. I tell people like in the sales process, probably the most successful contracts I've landed or you've landed are the ones that probably took 10, 12 follow-ups, but most mm-hmm. people give up in the first three to four no's. Mm-hmm. And usually mm-hmm. the bigger the project or the bigger the potential, the more no's you're going to get or the longer the timeline is because it's such a massive undertaking. It's 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 a it's it's a legit sale or a legit contract or whatever right. is opportunity. I know we're talking very business related, but what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, my uh, I'm ashamed to say that I've never I really bent over backwards not to hear no. I'm a lumpy <laughs> mail guy. Dan Kennedy, you know Dan Kennedy. Yeah. I have sent live working cell phones to people, baby bottles, boomerangs, you name it. I have pretty much sent it in the mail. I have never once followed up with a phone call. To say, hey, I'm the guy that sent you the baby bottle. I'm the guy that sent you the phone. I've never done that because I didn't want to hear no. I've sent plenty wow. of emails that were, weren't responded to, but never picked up the phone. So to clarify, that was your old ways, right? That's right. Yes, so exactly. Now, so literally, this project is is actually recreating how you do things. Absolutely. And I, I saw um, a, a thing on the internet yesterday. A guy had got a bunch of plastic pigeons. No, he just got one plastic pigeon. He put his message, he taped his message to the plastic pigeon and mailed it just as the pigeon. No, no box, no bag. He mailed the pigeon. So, you know, uh, the uh, and he got the appointment that he was looking for. So now I'm on the hunt for life size plastic pigeons that I will attach mail to. And then I will definitely follow up if they don't call me. Hey, I'm the guy that sent you the pigeon. You just went just to test it out. Exactly. Interesting. So I, I, I think it's a winner. Well, Definitely. it's kind of like, uh, I mean, really, it's, it's not about the pigeon. It's that symbolism of, um, oh, it, it, it's, no, they don't use pigeons. What are those? The the ones you tie a note to, the, what is that breed of bird? The that, message in a box. Oh, no, that's it. That's the messaging it. They, birds. Yeah. Messenger pigeon. The, the passenger mess- pigeon. Yeah, there is a special breed of pigeon you can train. Yeah, anyway, yes. there you go, messenger pigeons. So and I actually think there are companies that will actually do that. As yeah. I was looking for plastic pigeons, I would find companies that actually would send a real pigeon. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Well, I like it because let, let's let's build it out. Obviously, we don't always have to be talking about health, business, and lifestyle, but this actually applies to healthy lifestyle balance too, right? Have you seen this kind of cast out? I mean, clearly you were doing this 
not just for a life growth perspective, I don't think, but obviously the business growth, but right. have you seen this carry over in, uh, in more personal components of your life? Oh, I don't know. Good question. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm more brave, I suppose. And that's part of that comes with age. I think I'm 51 <laughs> now. So I certainly care much less about what people think of me. I'm 41 and I don't care what people think about me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly looks like I have a, a good amount of hair from this angle, but if you're at certain angles, it doesn't, that used to bother me. It doesn't bother me anymore. Um, so long-term relationships. So it's not a matter of me going out to bars and trying to pick up women. Sure. That's not allowed. I don't think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I've enjoyed the process so far. I, I look forward to an autumn of a thousand no's or maybe a, an autumn of 2000 no's. Who knows? Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I like it because I mean, uh, this is not a romance show, but this totally ties back to the good old, I don't care how old you are, the dating world, for example, you kind of like joked around about it. Guess what? There's going to be a no. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes there's multiple no's I've joked around. Uh, I'm now married as of March, but like my wife broke up with me. I mean, so before we ever got engaged, so I had to win her back. I mean, so I went through a few no's <laughs> over about three months okay. until she finally agreed to even just meet up with me again. And we'd have a talk and just to see if it was even worth going any further. Sure. And sure. we agreed that if, if we were going to consider it, it would be a whole new chapter. Like, you know, right. that first year of me being a jackass doesn't count. Um, <laughs> and, and we, you know, cause I, I, I didn't really give us a shot. So I was very closed off. I wasn't willing to be vulnerable. Wasn't really to embrace openness, all that stuff. But the point is like, I mean, I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50 dating world might changes a little bit, obviously with age and wisdom and experience, but a no is a no. Yeah. All right. And there are guys out there that you know, they're just going to go up to every girl in the bar and he's going to get slapped a lot, but he's going to get on a lot of dates too. Yeah. No, obviously now let, let's, let's pause on that. That is not, Really, the go for no we're looking for here. Right, just saying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but, but, but there are there are a few. Um, there, there's definitely a few out there. But you know, put put effort into put qual. You know, and don't be afraid to follow up. Like sometimes, if you meet a cool girl or guy, whatever whoever's listening to this, and and they're with a circle of friends and they're busy, they're probably gonna say no because they're busy. Like that doesn't right. mean they're rejecting you. It's like um, I'm hanging with my friends. Thanks for hitting on me. I appreciate it. But like I. <laughs> You know, you might have a chance to follow up with her, he or she, in the next week if you see her again. Like, it doesn't mean a no-no. And sometimes it's it's kind of like I'm just trying to really tap into your brand here because it's like there's an adventure here, right? Maybe mm -hmm. you don't go in. It's like that soft approach that you were mentioning earlier about the life insurance. Say, listen, yeah. I, I know what your friends and, and you're busy and all, but I'd really like to talk to you some more. Don't want to bother you any more than that. How about you exchange numbers or we, we find a way to follow up at another time? Yeah. Right. That's better than just saying, Hey, I want to go buy you a drink, you know? And well, it's like, no, I already have a drink and I already have plenty of friends buying me drinks. I don't All need right, you. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Maybe you have a funny business card that says, yeah. And then you put a number on there. You're the seventh girl I've talked to tonight or whatever. You there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but like there, there, it, there, this is important to talk about in life because this, there is clearly a psychological connection on this. And I don't care if it's if you're not into sales and you're not into marketing and let's cut dating out of it. I mean, there's so much growth that comes from breaking that down. And you, you're talking about it right now. You yourself yeah. at 51 are growing mm -hmm. and challenging yourself to grow some more just by embracing the nose. When you're buying a car, is that the best price you can do? Same for buying any high ticket item. Is that the best price you can do? All they can say is no. They want they don't want to lose the sale, so mm -hmm. they're going to work to keep you. Yeah. Oh, I love that because especially nowadays, because everybody's a self-taught learner. They're all going on and doing the car research and everything else. I, yeah. I, I used for years, my friends used to bring me in to go help them buy the car because oh, yeah. I wouldn't take the crap. And right. I'm like, listen, you can keep telling me that you guys already have it at the best price. But I was like, you either want the sale or we leave. And more often than not, people are afraid to walk out. Yes. I can't tell you how many deals I've walked out on. And then they chase me for a week. And then I may come back or I may not. I mean, my current vehicle is because I went to one dealership, same year, same car. They danced me around for like mm -hmm. a week, called another dealership. I didn't even call them. I emailed them. I said, here's the car. Here's what I was looking at over at this guy. You're half an hour away, but this is what I want to spend. This is what I'm going to put down. Um, if you can actually meet my bare minimums, I'll come meet with you. And they said, absolutely, come by tomorrow. 
and I bought the car from them because the other dealership was dosy doing me. And I'm like, dude, I don't have time for this. Like, I'm a businessman. Let's let's do a deal. You know, either you want the business or not. (laughs) Right, right. And some people are uncomfortable doing. They feel it's too hardball, probably. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like it's kind of a game too, because like again, guys like us, like. Yeah, we have a little bit of experience under our belt. We'll play the game. You know, yeah, I, I know what yeah. you're doing. Come on, you know? but <laughs> gotta the, go talk to the manager. Yeah, yeah. And that's to your point, though. Why not go for the no? Like let's yeah. like let's see how far you can get them closer to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. But I also know people who say, you know what, I could care less. It's only a few. It's only five hundred or more dollars. But hey, that's five hundred more dollars. They're still in your pocket. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and maybe you know, I. And I'm, you know, there's people have asked me, do you recommend that people, if you're, if you're doing something like I do, tell people what you're doing. So mm-hmm. encourage them to give you a no. And I think so, because all salespeople have wasted un- millions of hours on the maybes. And the maybes are just afraid to say no. They're afraid to be mean. They're afraid to reject you. Whereas if, if you tell them, hey, rejection is okay. I'm looking for rejections. Mm. They're going to be more likely to be straight with you and say, oh, okay, I'm going to pass. So I, I think be open and honest when you have a project like this one and say, and I, as I did in my email to you, is you know, feel free to be no number 338, I think it was. Yeah, I do remember that. Actually, when, I went, when, they, when my team sent me over the email, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I do remember that. But yeah, I was like, that was a while ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So people are, you know, I, I think if you give them permission to tell you no, you're, you're going to get a lot less maybes. Hmm. Well, I found it kind of refreshing. And that's, that's the only reason why I'm glad you, again, here's the point. If you had not have followed up, I might not have caught the fact, because this is a whole new chapter of my podcast business, is that I always ran point on everything. I was OCD. And I'm like, listen, like any other any other great business coach will teach us, it's like, guys, like you can only do so many things, you only wear so many hats. Eventually, you got to hand things off. Well, it's it's three years into podcasting now. I'm busy. There's now agencies sending me potential people to come on the podcast. So I needed somebody to filter this stuff. I'm like, dude, this doesn't podcast does not make me money. I've landed yeah. a, cu- a couple clients from it, but like, this is not my income stream. This is me get put, you know, I want to put a platform out there that gives back to the world. This is free content, ladies and gentlemen, that's most podcasts out there. Hello. We're, you know, Leo and I are spending time talking for your benefit. Hopefully that people get hoping that people take something away from this. This is free. So right. this is how you build value in your brand. You give enough free quality content away, eventually things will come back, I, I believe, tenfold. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, this is awkward. You're not paying me $100 to be here? No, sorry. Darn yeah. it. I got to know how to get There's anyway. another no. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, it's uh, Most people aren't wired like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to disappoint people. They don't want to, you know, bother people with, uh, asking for a no, they're really just, uh, you know, take it and, or give you a maybe and be gone. And, uh, you chase after them forever. So it's, uh, I think our way is probably a better way to do it. And then, well, again, we didn't always know this was the potential better way to do it. Right. We had to start figuring this out. And that oh. kind of brings me full circle back to my little point earlier. I wasn't trying to rip on the millennials or the younger generation. I was trying to kind of make sure they were listening uh, because this is what I'm trying to do. Like I'm Gen X. Are you on the upper echelon of Gen X? I don't even know how that all works anymore. I was born in 67. So what I I was born in 77. So whatever's after baby boomer. So yeah, Yeah. well, uh, Y and Gen X got like absorbed into each other. So we are in the same world. So, uh, but my point is, is that I learned from a great influencer a long time ago. They said, listen, you could acquire all the knowledge in the world. You could say you're the most knowledgeable person out there. Uh, you might have great quotes. You might have. You might be able to just quote and drop bombs like it's left and right. But they said until you reach this echelon where you realize, wait a minute, what is the point of all this knowledge if I'm not passing it on? And that is one of the triggers that takes you to the stage of wisdom, is that true wisdom is being able to take it in, pass it on. And mm-hmm. that's what I, I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to podcasting is that that's what I loved about podcasting. That's what got me to launch my own show. That's what I love talking to people like you. That's why I bring on, I don't interview anybody. You're the guest co-host. That's mm-hmm. why. And from a marketing perspective, I want to be different. I'm like, I don't want you going out there and sharing and saying, oh, I got interviewed by Scott on Lou the Fuel. I'm like, no, dude, I'm giving you some authority. You know, Leo, you're guest co-hosting the Lou the Fuel show. That's something different to right. market than just saying you got interviewed. So, right. um, 
Anyway, I just want to throw that out there because, again, to the millennials and, and the Z-Gen or, or whatever is happening next, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to pass on the knowledge. And one of the things I would tell people is to be public about your commitment to getting no's or whatever it is. And the only reason I'm doing these podcasts and started the Facebook group is because I know, left to my own devices, if I had just decided to get a thousand no's and not told anybody about it, I still, I wouldn't be on number 539 right now. Well, you know what you're doing? You're taking advantage of that social exposure or that social media and you're using it to hold yourself accountable. Right. That's what I like about it. It's, you're basically you're creating your own self-accountability because right. right. that way you don't think someone's going to call you out, but if you got a few friends and followers, they might follow up like, hey, man, whatever happened with that? And you're like, oh, crap. That's right. I put it out there. Right. Got to gotta keep going. Got to get the yes. nose. <laughs> and, it, and, and it helps on days like Saturday. Saturday, I needed to get 12 and Sunday, I needed to get 12. And I, I previous weeks, I'd been able to get Saturday and Sunday numbers by Fridays. But this weekend, I had to call on Saturday and I didn't want to do it. I was trying to figure out, well, if I added 24 to the numbers this week, I'd have to get instead of 12, 17 a day. Yeah. Now you're I passing just, it down and you kids get, yes. you're getting that pile up effect. Right. Yeah, so in, but on Saturday I started calling instead of 12, I got 19. So I was very happy just getting started every day. And it's something that some of the podcasters I've talked to want to talk to me at the end of the thousand and mm. I want to have a good story to tell. So that keeps me motivated, the public aspect of it. Well, speaking of no's, just real quick, because we are coming towards the end of the show soon. But I want before I forgot about it, you do have a few other podcasts mentioned on your adventuresinrejection.com. Yes. So what, what what was the no counts for these? Were they all oh. yeses right away? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. And actually, um, Christine Schlonsky there, she, she had me on 56 minutes after she got the email. Wow. So she wanted to see how quickly I could respond to a yes. <laughs> okay. Wow. I like it. That's crafty. Yes, yeah. And, and how about uh, you, uh, join up the dots your, here? If you if you refresh your screen, you'll see my updated number. That if people see, I was looking at my screen while you were talking. I okay. There we go. Five thirty nine, rocking and rolling. I like it. And that's, so, that's a name tag that I wear around when I do local networking because it gets people talking, and I might get some nose out of them. By the way, smart idea. Okay, if you are going to slap a name tag on, be creative. Do do yeah. something that creates a conversation. Um, there's enough business cards out there, right? <laughs> it's exactly. kind of, it's, it's overwhelming and exhausting. So I literally, I, I literally don't carry around business cards when I go, I, I, I literally, that, that magazine that I've written for six times now is called network magazine. And <laughs> so they, they have launch parties and you know, the real estate people from across the room, cause they're out yes. there just, just passing out business cards. I'm like, guys, please update your, your profession. Like I know a lot of modern real estate people who don't do that but they're few and far between. And yes. it's just the way it's always been. It's like those classic um, chamber of commerce networking events. You know, it's like, guys, like let's, let's freshen it up a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of going to one tomorrow. So I'll let you know how it goes. Freshen it up. Wear that, wear that 539 badge. Unless you bang out a few more no's tonight. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get 540 something before I go to bed. So I, I've got a busy day tomorrow. So I want to get ahead a little bit. There you go. Proactive. I like that. Not let it get pass on. I, I can give you the podcast numbers. I sent exactly 100 outreaches. Whoa. On just wait, just podcasts? Just podcasts. 100 yes. different podcasts. Yes. That's hustle. Yep. And I got, I've gotten 43 responses. Okay. Of those responses, um, 20 were no's. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven were, I'll think about it. And the rest were yeses. Now, were most of those all shows that you found thanks to Google that had go for no on them or they were just, yes. Okay. no, yes. Uh, most of them, I just searched for go for no. And then Andre Andrea Waltz. Yeah. And uh, she's aware of this. Well, it's <laughs> she's smart. Happy, she's happy with my, uh, my progress and is keeping an eye on things. That's good. Um, I mean, you're clearly, you were inspired by her book. Yeah. You were inspired by the, well, clearly motivated, uh, by the words you read. Did you read it? Did you read it or, uh, audio listen? Oh, I, I read the book. Yeah. Okay. I became such a big audiobook geek recently, but there's a lot of gurus out there that still believe in the power of the of the written and, and read word. So uh, sure. there's certain books that aren't available in audiobooks, so it still forces me to physically sit down and read a book. So I've used well, have your have your team read it and record it, and then you can listen to that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, see, that's just not the same either. But uh, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, because honestly, like, I can't wait to finish editing my book because. Then I can't wait to, cause I have all the sound gear here, so I can't wait. Like I'm not gonna go pay somebody's high end studio. Like, dude, right. 
get out of here. I was like, I've already had people tell me that my audio on this show is better than a lot of other podcasts. And I'm like, and I'm no, I'm no John Lee Dumas or. Right. Know, right. Uh, but JLB. Hey, yeah. T- take pride in what you do. So. Right. Right. So, so what's next, man? Like, I mean, obviously you're going for the thousand, but I mean, mm-hmm. now that you're way past the halfway mark, has yeah. there been like other things that have kind of surfaced or inspired you or kind of going yeah. on the pending checklist that you're going to do next? What's happening? Well, yes, I want to, most of the no's of these 539 have been on the phone. Okay. So I, I've conquered my fear of the phone. Hey. I really need to get more in-person no's and I want to get back into the lumpy mail and then follow up. The lumpy you know, so mail. I like that. Lumpy mail. Yeah. So s- send the cell phone and then call. If they don't call me using the cell phone, call them up and say, hey, I'm the guy that sent you the cell phone. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so actually do the follow up because I think I've left probably millions of dollars on the table. We all just have. by not following up to all all that. Uh, and let's be real. I think a lot of us still do. I mean, we can say that we've learned a lot, but there's still those periods of, I'll go ahead and call it laziness or absent-mindedness. And we know what to do right. Mm-hmm. But you're you're also, you're only human. People have good days, bad days, good weeks, bad weeks, good months, bad months. Um, I like the fact that you've, you hinted earlier about the power of getting social to hold yourself accountable. Um right. What are your thoughts on like business accountability partners, stuff like that? You do any of that? Great idea. Uh, before I started the calls, I was nervous because mm-hmm. I came up with this idea on May 23rd. I made 10 calls on June 7th. So that's 14 days. It took me two weeks to build up the courage to make those first calls. So on June 7th, I made 10 calls. I talked to three people. I got one no. Okay. And then on the following Monday, the 10th of June, I made 100 calls. Regardless of the, I just was going to dial a phone a hundred times and see what happened. I got 29 no's that first day. Wow. So before I did that, uh, I was thinking of start doing um, Noathons, where <laughs> three of us, three of us would get together on Zoom and then I make a call, then you make a call, then you make a call, then I make a call and do that sort of thing. I don't feel that now, I need to do Are you do doing that. that with your Facebook group community? I, I wasn't. Oh. I, that was an idea I had when I was, hadn't done any. Now that I... I've overcome my fear of the phone. It's not a, something that I need, but it's something that I would recommend. If you should be on the phone calling people and you know other people that should be on the phone calling mm-hmm. people, get together, do a Zoom. You make a call, they make a call, you know, go in a, a circle. And so you've got an audience. I'm always much better with an audience in the hopes that I would make someone laugh. Well, it's not just that. I mean, there's also the power of if these are all different sales and marketing, you know, I don't want to say competitors, but maybe colleagues, right. maybe you work for the yeah. same company. Um, you get to hear each person's different style because I do right. a lot of coaching and training. I'm like, that's a great way. You don't, you may not have re- really listened to your fellow colleague on how they do it. And mm-hmm. then you're literally just listening in. And sure. even, even if you're just over, overhearing one side, you hear their, their voice, demeanor, their inflection, uh, the words that they choose, the vocabulary they choose. And then mm-hmm. also you can add in another layer. Like after you're all done, maybe you all do a round and then you debrief each other. Like, hey, right. what are some of the, what, what did you hear as, as a success or takeaway, or how would you do this differently? So right. it becomes literally like a teamwork coaching session. Exactly. But also, you got to be willing to drop those walls down and be willing to accept the criticism and, and the coaching. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, so you're still doing some of that now, or that was I just haven't before? done any of it, but it was, it was at the start. I thought it would be a good idea if I had trouble building up the courage to make the call. Well, after. Keep going. Keep going. No, and after I made that day of 100 calls, it took me about two and a half, uh, two hours and 49 minutes okay. to make three calls. And I, I figured, I decided it wasn't going to be a big deal for me to get a thousand no's in the time frame. So I didn't think I had to put those groups together. But it's something I do recommend for, to people who know they should be making calls. They just are having trouble developing the courage. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I say as you grow that community, I wouldn't yeah. put that against like putting that out there once in a while, maybe like once a month. Cause that's like yeah. really, a, 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 I could see that really growing some camaraderie amongst your community. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's a billable service. Like you, I was thinking, you could always yeah. launch that as a private VIP inner circle and yeah. saying, guys, if you really are struggling and you really are looking for accountability, then, you know, Hey, this public community, that's free. You want to start doing this? I mean, you know, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm a businessman. Time is money. Yeah. I can't give everything away for free. Like that's, that's me. I podcast. That's free. If yeah. I do coaching sessions, I'm sorry. You want me to lock down an hour of my life? It's hundred bucks an hour to start. Like, I mean, I have clients yeah. that try to charge way more for that too, but I'm like, dude, if you just want me to sit down and chat with you, I'm sorry. Like my time, I, I'd rather go mountain bike. Okay. I'd rather go 
you know, go skydiving. Like I, I love uh-huh. coaching and helping people, but that's not the core of my business. So right. if I'm going to do it, people need to have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. You give away right. everything for free. They're not going to respect it. Yeah, you're right. So great. until you put skin in the game and I'm sorry, I'm referring to financial skin people. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> Hey, put some money in the pot, invest in yourself and, and see what you can get out of it. That's right. How I look right. At it. So I think, you got, I think you got something. There. Love that idea. Love it. Yeah. If nothing else, Maybe you only do it for one, two months, and you learn something else from it. it ends up creating a different service from that. You don't even know. Yeah, right. But that, that's right. the power of your audience. You already have a captive audience in that group. As it grows, you never know what's going to come out of it. That's the right. other thing. It's not about the quantity of the audience either of that group. It's the quality of the group. Correct. I've right. been managing Facebook groups for years. I got I got one group that's got oh god, close to five thousand people in it. I have another oh. group that has five hundred people in it. There okay. are, it depends on the community or the sport or, uh, or the, or the business model that's being influenced from that. You know, mm-hmm. some, some communities have become build communities. Some communities are still public. Some have become closed communities where it's like, Hey, there's already plenty of people in there. We're not letting anybody else in. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know how these things are growing. So right. I mean, that, that's a big thing in the Facebook world. I tell people all the time, like, if you think you're going to grow something uh, off of the, off of your likes page, you got nothing right. coming. Do it, do it, <laughs> do it just to have the brand exposure. But right yeah. now, until Facebook figures out a way to, to start charging for the Facebook group management, Facebook mm-hmm. groups are free. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you're getting almost 100% exposure. When you post something in a Facebook group, everybody in that group is seeing that post in their newsfeed. Really? So, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. So No, I didn't. No. Uh, one way to keep those posts up there is mm-hmm. do not post external links in the Facebook world. Okay. So, like for example, when I air this show, and mm-hmm. you will get tagged and you'll get an email. Mm-hmm. Even though I appreciate the fact you're going to want to post the direct link to the livethefuel.com blog post article for your show, mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you'll notice that when I post, if, if you beat me to the punch, I will repost you. I don't know if you're on Instagram, but when people yeah. post the image on Instagram, if they beat me to the punch, I repost it. But I include the URL in the message. But then because I have Instagram tied to Facebook, mm-hmm. the image passes through. But it's not a direct link URL. Whereas, you know, in the Facebook world, if I type a URL, it'll mm-hmm. load the page. Right. That's what Facebook doesn't like. The algorithms okay. will say, oh, you're trying to take traffic away from the Facebook world. Mm. The Facebook beast wants you to stay in Facebook, live okay. in its warm bosom. <laughs> <laughs> so your hack is, whatever the primary graphic is, and I'll, and my team will make us some nice graphics for, for your show like every other episode. Okay. Post the image, and then in in your text, you know, write your tag or whatever you want to post, and then say, yeah. by the way, here's the link. Or wait okay. once you post it, and then just put the link in the comments. Okay. Either way, don't make that direct linked article. Just don't do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, because they're starting to track that in the Facebook group world too. So okay, there's a little Thank you. professional feedback. So perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm in some groups that are twenty, thirty thousand strong, and and we wow. yeah, it's crazy. So actually. Yeah. I know you're in the marketing side, but there's a great one called Sales Pros. Man, they those guys. It gets a little dicey in there, but there's some good no no examples in there. So, okay, perfect. Um, actually, I gotta find that real quick. You should look for that because that's uh, I've had, I had him on the show probably two years ago. The guy who founded it, uh, Sales Pros. Yeah, Sales Talk with Sales Pros. Um, oh God, what's his name? Ryan Stuman. Yeah, the hardcore closer. He was on the okay. show a while ago. So you couldn't right. beat a better community to talk about no's. Okay, perfect. So and, and sometimes other people are just posting stuff in there about their sales best practices or whatever. But uh, again, a sales professional is going to know the no's. So. Great, great. Yeah. Well, I'm looking for more people who've done projects like this. They got 100 no's or there's a lot of stories out there of writers who decided they wanted to get 100 rejections in a certain time frame. Oh, yeah. Oh, and how yeah. it always led to great, uh, great articles being written. Yeah, actually, that's a smart move. Actually, I would say keyword searching the word rejection, you'll probably dig up mm-hmm. a lot more content. Uh, right. That that um, for some reason that word just surfaced a lot more powerful for a lot of people than just the simple word of no. Right. I, I guess rejection just draws much more negative connotations, so you get more usage of it. So right, right. Um, well, listen, we're approaching the end of the show. Okay. You obviously are the guest co-host. If you've listened mm-hmm. to other shows before, I like to have you guys help close the show out. Some final words. 
Clearly, you're inspired by Go for No. We learned about a lot about your now f- over 500 No's uh, approaching, well, 540 next, right? Yeah, 540. Uh, f- tomorrow, I'm supposed to be at 548. Okay. By the end. So that being said, what's some final words you want to leave behind? Something all-encompassing, something, you know, I don't know, motivational inspiration we leave yep, for the listeners? Absolutely. What do you got? A couple things. Don't, uh, don't speak for someone... Um, let them give you the no. Uh, as an example, I had a, I was listening to a podcast and he, the podcaster and his guest were talking about the sorry state of cold email, how they hate it. They get a ton of it. They can't stand it. And if I had heard that before I'd sent that guy a cold email, I probably would have said, ah, eh, he's not going to have me on. But I was on his podcast as a result of a cold email. So don't accept a no. Don't give somebody a no let them give it to you or give them the chance to give you the no. And the, the final thing I'll leave with is in all the research I've done, I've never found a story of someone who took on a legitimate rejection challenge and had a poor result. So take on the rejection challenge, whatever it is in your business, a hundred rejections, a thousand, 10,000, do it, stick with it. And I bet you're going to have a, a positive result by the end. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Well, listen, hang tight. I want to pick up proper goodbye off the air. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, that was Leo. We got adventuresinrejection.com. I say follow it. Hey, he's got the Facebook group linked right on the actual page. Uh, it does take you to the Adventures in Rejection Facebook group. You can, I just got done for fun just searching it. It does come right up. Uh, actually, I'll go ahead and screen share that for the video feed. There it is. Summer of a Thousand No's. There, there we it go. Is. Just, just created right there. You're not kidding. May 28th, 2019. So, Uh yeah, you're not hiding it, keeping it all out there. So, (laughs) but listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. Leo Quinn helped us through this today. So, uh, why don't you get out there and get a few more no's in your life? So, and uh, his final words were awesome and perfect. Uh, Those will be noted in the actual show notes like we always do. So, if you get a chance and you want to copy and paste these and share with other people, just go to livethefuel.com and and steal away. (laughs) So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out. Remember, you too can live the fuel, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. Live the Fuel.